I remember watching him once, this was at a camp many years ago, and um, the thing about Vladimir's movement is that it always seems to be exactly what it needs to be, exactly what it needs to be that. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Lance, Martin, welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Good to see you both. Yeah, only slightly uh, worse for wear this morning after a day with a Vladimir's Against Tension seminar, so all feeling pretty good? Very good, actually. Yeah, nice. Cool. So, Lance, your first time on, so um, can you tell the folks a little bit about yourself, where you're based, and uh, how you got into training system? Sure. I... uh, teach in Iowa. I've been doing Sistema now for about 16 years. Yeah. I have a small club in Iowa. I teach in Des Moines. I live in Ames. Um, before Sistema, I was involved in primarily Korean martial arts, Taekwondo, Hapkido, Judo, under a Korean instructor, a little Aiki Jiu-Jitsu here and there, mm-hmm. a few other things that I dabbled in, but uh, for the last 16, it's been almost exclusively Sistema. Cool. And what brought you in? Who did you meet or what experience did you have that turned you over to the dark side? <laughs> I, uh, I'd been doing Hapkido for, and Judo primarily up to that point. And uh, I was just looking for something a little um, more comprehensive and a little bit softer. Mm. Um, I was working out with the university club and I was getting older and they were staying the same age. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, a pretty, it was a pretty hard style that we did. Yeah. And uh, I had also gone about as far in that particular program as I was going to go. Yeah. It was a university club that was geared towards a, like a particular kind of student. There was only um, about as far in the curriculum as you were going to go, and then there just wasn't any advanced sure. learning. So I started looking around for something else, and I've been looking at Aiki Jiu-Jitsu and a few other things, and I ended up going to an Aiki Jiu-Jitsu seminar with James Williams. Yeah who himself had just come back from a Sistema seminar in Russia. Yeah. And he was so excited about Russia that he did Sistema instead. Right. So I spent the weekend doing Sistema with him, and he told me about the upcoming Ike Expo. This was in 2003. Yeah. In Vegas. So I grabbed a friend of mine, and we went out and saw Vladimir for the first time. Yeah. And uh, I was just absolutely astounded that I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah. So, um, after the Ike Expo, I scheduled a trip to Toronto and came up for a week almost immediately. And then right after that, went to another seminar in North Carolina Yeah. and never looked back. I've been doing Sistema ever since. So, um, so a lot of the time I find when people come into Sistema, it's especially if they have like a martial arts pedigree, often it's because they've kind of, they've identified like some, some gaps or some things they want to develop. Mm-hmm. And they've and they've tried adding some different styles in a kind of, you know, additive MMA kind of style, mm-hmm. and it hasn't come off for them one reason or another, and they find their way to Sistema through that. Or sometimes it's people who are looking constantly for like the, the additional leverage, you know, the thing that's going to give them the psychological advantage or something, because they're they're not that big, and they they genuinely want to learn how to use biomechanics really well and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Like now, a lot of those people also go into jiu-jitsu, I think, and mm-hmm. other stuff as well. Right. But you're not a tiny guy, right? <laughs> you're no, a big no. lad, and so no, it's like so in some ways, yeah. So like you think uh, gravitate towards judo, for example, would be a pretty mm-hmm. straightforward thing because it's pretty good. Once you learn some good technique, you can slam people well and stuff. But what what do you think drew you towards kind of uh, like joint locking? and then softer styles and looking for something softer? Was it purely the sustainability and just wanting to... It was. Yeah. I would say it was primarily that. It was a, I would say it was a 
50-50 split between the sustainability part of it yeah and, and just knowing that there had to be an easier way yeah I mean if if you really want to learn to defend yourself if you really want to learn to to, to fight or work or yeah. train past 35 yeah you can't just keep getting slammed to the mat over and over and over and over again by 300 pound guys you're just yeah. it's yeah. just not gonna happen yeah um, so I knew that there had to be a better way yeah. than just pure muscle. Yeah. Technique will take you so far, but again, even as you age, yeah. Somebody's going to be faster or stronger or have better technique and then what? Yeah. Um, so that was I think that was probably most of it. I yeah. was looking for um, the reasons. I had techniques, I had positions, I had um, a toolbox <laughs> full of things, but I was more interested at that point in the why. Yeah. Of things worked, and I knew that there had to be a better, uh, a better why than just put your hand here and put your foot there and move faster. Yeah, um, I was completely unaware of any of the the psychological aspects of Sistema when I first started it. I was okay. mostly interested in the underlying um, understanding of how of how to just work a human body. Okay, so the pure biomechanics of it. The pure biomechanics yeah. of it and the smoothness of it and the efficiency of it. Watching Vladimir work was like yeah. watching a magician. Yeah. From where I was standing, I, I I just didn't get it. Right. But I saw him do it and I knew it was possible and I just wanted to know that. Yeah. Like, I know this stuff. He clearly knows it a whole lot better. Sure, yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of something I think uh, Mark Denny, who's at your place, right? And boy, trains at your place from the Dog Brothers. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think I remember him quoted saying, like, a, I don't know what Martin does, but I dig the hell out of it, right? <laughs> it's kind of like, that's what got him interested. He's a veteran martial artist, so there's a lot of reasons why he should choose other things. But yeah. it was that intrigue with, like, well, I've seen a lot of things, and there's usually only so many ways you can punch, kick, throw, lock a human body, right? If you've gone, mm-hmm. gone the rounds and he's trained with some f- fantastic people, but you were doing something that he hadn't, he couldn't understand, and that intrigued him, right? In some yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, no, nobody listened to this. I doubt it's surprised that Sistema's kind of left field. Yeah. And uh, thinks about martial arts in a very different way. In fact, really doesn't even think about martial arts in a different way. He thinks about thinking in a different way. Yeah. You know, and it translates into martial arts somehow. Yeah. So, yeah. Just mm-hmm. just happens to work as a martial art as well as a system for improving everything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Once I got started in Sistema, I was still doing Judo and Hapkido. Yeah. Because the school was in Ames, and clearly Vladimir was in Toronto. So sure. I had a, a buddy of mine who was also interested. We did had a little study group, but we were still working at the university, and we were trying to integrate yeah. do Sistema as part of that other stuff. And yeah. What I came to realize was that Sistema made everything else better. Okay. Yeah. Like, I could practice with Patrick and do Sistema on the side and try to figure it out and then go back to Hapkido. Yeah. And my Hapkido was better because of my Sistema training. Or go back to yeah. Judo. Sure. Sistema makes other things better. Hapkido didn't, it yeah. kind of got in the way of my learning Sistema, but Sistema sure. made everything in Hapkido better. Yeah, kind of gives you the underlying principles. Right, exactly. You can, you can learn things better, right? right? Even like swimming, I was never a very good swimmer and took that up again a little bit recently and it's a couple of years ago and it just changed my 
you know, I'm like, well, what's the mechanics of this? Am I moving as one piece? Where's my breathing? You know, it's like right. before I just used to thrash the water to a foam and hope to go forward. <laughs> and pretty much, that was generally my approach: yeah. drag it through the water. Hopefully, there's no sharks nearby. Yeah, well, yeah there's a few in North Carolina. <laughs> that helps. That definitely helps where you want to swim past it. So, um, so how did you guys meet? Because you've been training together a long time as well, right, Martin? You've been going to yeah, his school in, in in Iowa for. 10, Hello. Ten years? 10, 11 years. Yeah. 11 years, yeah. Uh, I don't know how we met. Uh, it's through Brad, actually. Through Brad. Oh, yes. It's the yeah, seminar in... Brad's called Yeah, Brad's called Lavaco. Yeah. I knew Brad through Kemper uh, years before that. Yeah. And uh, I think I was invited out to do a seminar there. Yeah. Well, it was Vlad's seminar. Oh, that's and right. And you and... That's where I met you and Frankie and yep. Alma Plucky and... Yep. And, all the uh, Kempo. Mm-hmm. Folks came out for Brad's seminar. Right, and then you invited me out to Iowa after that. Yeah. After yeah, a couple of a couple of years, I came to the seminars and long that when Brad would break you out, and then yeah. I started inviting you in. And yeah, I had Martin come in about twice a year, every year for almost ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last couple of years it's been more like one, but yeah, yeah. So how was that received? Because as you said, there wasn't a lot of systema in the in Iowa, like in the local community. <laughs> and how was it bringing in, you know, not just somebody who's teaching Sistema, but somebody who's already, you know, top top of the food chain with Sistema here coming in and just kind of was a bit of a, a culture shock, or was there other a, aspects? There? A bit. I know. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the the hop keto people, like you know, a lot of martial artists in Central Iowa who are associated with the other clubs that I've been in, and so mm-hmm. I just called everybody, yeah, and just said, "I got this thing. You have to see it." Just, I can't explain it. Just you yeah. gotta come and try. Yeah. And uh, I said I did have another guy who was a study partner with me, and everybody was just floored. They loved it. Yeah. They loved it. Um, a lot of the hub keto guys joined on. I used to get several of the clubs, the local hub keto clubs. They do hub keto yeah. the rest of the year. And then when Martin would come in, everybody would come in. And, yeah. And uh, I don't know that there's a hub keto club that I was ever associated with that doesn't do some hasn't added some form of Sistema ah. in some aspect of their training now. You kind of proselytized Sistema yeah. into the Hub Keto community. Well, and they yeah. just took it back and started working with it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that a lot of Aikido schools as well, <clears> you know, where people from the local Aikido clubs come to Sistema seminars and they're like, well, we need to start thinking about this differently. And they'll go back and start applying it in different ways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. So, um, did you, do you feel like, so by training, you're an engineer, right? You're, a, yes. you're an engineer and that kind of stuff. Do you feel like that's influenced the way that you've um, approach Sistema in that do you, do you try to analyze and how much has that helped or hindered in your in your learning of Sistema because yeah. for me it kind of it got in the way in a yeah. big way but like well, I'm not that good an engineer so <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good question um, as an engineer I try to I try to see look at systems in total I've, uh, I'm interested I guess my background was like uh, my graduate work was energy systems and energy mm. efficiency and things like that. I tend to think in terms of big systemic processes and mm. overall efficiencies and things like that. And that's kind of what got me to do, kind of what attracted me to Systema was it as a system, it was comprehensive and it was very efficient. Yeah. I mean, it met my, my needs for training and for just martial studies for self-defense. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't have to take this art for one for kicking and another art for punching and another art for yeah. for weapons. I could it Yeah. It was everything. It's complete. It was yeah. Yeah. Comprehensive and um 
just robust in every little corner and every little area it, yeah. it seems to work right it's it's just always there mm-hmm. right um, I don't have to revert back to something else to oh well Sistema yeah. doesn't do that but I can go back and yeah, yeah. You know, pull this out fall back to taekwondo and, sure. yeah. yeah you know I've never had that yeah that feeling so I guess from my personal engineering experience it did perfectly fit the bill yeah nice yeah, and as Martin said before as well, like if you've got skills that are in the back pockets, like you don't have to try hard to bring them out anyway, right? If you're in the right position, yeah. right? And you demonstrated that by kicking me in the face yesterday, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> 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 there it is, look. So it's nice. It's more my foot than me. <laughs> it just does things, yeah. yeah. So, on the, um, so on that front of like power and efficiency, obviously we're up here for a three-day seminar with, um, mm-hmm. with Vladimir um, talking about against tension, like working against tension. And it, he's talking about that in two contexts, right? One is like finding your own tension and, and getting rid of that or redistributing it or pa- paying it forward almost, like playing it through to somebody else. Um, and then also how you take advantage of the tension in other people, right? Um, and he, he led yesterday, uh, sorry, not yesterday, on Friday, the first session with this discussion of power and where it comes from. And this was a really interesting thing for me that he tried to put it in the context of you know what we'd be doing over the next few days based on other cultures or other martial systems that have thought about power in different ways and he said you know i did some reading before this about different cultures and how they think power is inhibited in like um aikido for example and uh, hapkido and karate they talk about the hara and the center right and the power pretty much resides in the pelvis right Mm -hmm. and he's like that's one way of looking at it he goes it can um and he said the ancient greeks thought power resided in the synovial fluid of the knees and the elbows and then later changed their opinion to power resides in wine which (laughs) 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 he's like there's some truth in this you know um and then he was saying that you know he talked to mikhail and he says for me it's very simple power exists in religion you know like in, in your faith in what you you know in something bigger than yourself um and so he kind of set the tone with it that way um it's it's seems to me that the longer i've been learning and the more i've been learning under vladimir the more he seems to say that power is uh, like appears it's something that you can draw from the environment real power when you're not getting in the way yourself right where you're not blocking the transmission of of power and efficiency yourself by being too tense or out of position or having bad posture and things like that what what's been your obviously you weren't there for that first discussion i think martin but what's what's been your kind of take on um what vladimir has been doing so far and his discussion of power is it uh, i mean obviously everybody has their own concept i think of where yeah. power comes from in themselves because obviously they have their own yeah mind as to where they're feeling that it's coming from yeah, uh, but from working with Vladimir and Mikhail, I guess the one way that I see what that or what that maybe what that what I'm translating from what they're they're doing is is that you you are powerful, mm. and that the things the the rest of your life is kind of stacking up things on top of that power, so you can't feel it. Yeah. And Sistema is a very good sort of cleansing method for removing like your fear and your ego and, yeah. and you know, well, pretty well those two things. If you can cover those, then you've pretty well covered everything. Yeah. Uh, in some form or another. Yeah. Um, and uh, once you remove fear and ego, or at least start to recognize and deal with them, mm. then you don't have to then gain power. You already are powerful underneath that. Mm. And so it's, it's, it's your natural state is power. 
and you kind of have spent a lifetime stacking other things on top of it to block you from feeling that. Yeah. And you don't have to, you know, go through all this work to remove those things and then start working on power. The power's yeah. already there. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that can be through the way you're moving, the way you're thinking, the way you're, you know, if you're religious, the way you're praying. Yeah. You know, the, these things sort of connect you and open you and, mm. and, uh, and then you can... The, the the least amount of other things that are happening happening can it can then kind of have a translation like on a one to one basis with your movement instead of yeah like a three to one or yeah you know. don't miss your chance to train with senior systemic instructor Martin Wheeler at the four day masterclass North Carolina October tenth to thirteenth two thousand nineteen the theme this year is soft work to full speed a progressive multi day exploration of fighting tactics covering basic moving and striking, advanced grappling and takedowns, full speed knife and stick work, and tapping the unconscious mind in combat. The event is strictly limited to 35 persons, and advanced pricing is $650 for both days by April the 1st, with the option of a non-returnable deposit of $150 to hold your spot. Register online at ncsystema.com events, or email us for more details. It seems to me as well as there's like a like a physical prerequisite of expressing the power though as well, right? Because it's that there's definitely an aspect that no matter how well trained you are, no matter how many skills you have in your box, and you can be you can be extraordinarily strong in a functional sense, right? That as you say, if like your ego is in the way or your fear is very much there, like you know you just bring a knife into a fight for somebody who's not used to it, it can completely rob you of power, right? Of your, and even like the psychological confidence to press forwards will disappear mm. and stuff like that and it'll make your movement really jerky and you'll block yourself and things. So that's definitely true, but the reverse also seems to be true a bit as well. That I, I, I see sometimes people who come into Sistema and they've been trained just a couple of years and they think just by doing a bit of the psychological work, right? <laughs> that they can kind of clean themselves a bit of fear, practice a little bit, but their body, they don't understand the posture, they're, they're, they're not holding their body correctly and it's not prepared to move the right way and, and a lot of what Vladimir was doing was just teaching how to walk yesterday mm-hmm. right? we had long long periods of how to walk how to walk lightly how to walk while feeling the ground how to walk without letting your chest or your knees or anything get ahead of your movement right to keep everything aligned because somebody good can take advantage of any break in that structure right and mm-hmm. um, so and I think at one point he sort of said that you know if you can fix your posture if you understand the moment you fix your posture you're about seventy percent of the way to power anyway right and then that, you know that last thirty percent is going to be all <laughs> nice psychological maybe what was your um what was your take on that you talk a lot about alignment as well and in the last seminar you did the last and you talked a lot about how you know posture um, relaxation comes from the structure right mm-hmm. that you have to be relaxed uh, in order to be relaxed you have to be able to trust your structure so the structure is poor your body won't trust you right yeah. <laughs> and it will tense otherwise is, does that um so that fit directly in with the way that you're thinking about it was there, there any changes to the way that you would describe it based on what Vladimir used to i mean anyone doing system is in some way interpreting what vladimir and Mikhail are doing sure anyway yeah. so it's not yeah yeah it's not like we're coming up with something new and then sure. trying yeah. to match it up next to yeah what they're you know what they're doing so um yeah no it means exactly i mean watching you only have to watch vladimir to or i mean watch him or move with him to to understand how uh, his posture is allowing him the freedom to move yeah if you just look at it just purely from that point of view yeah if you're balanced and relaxed 
in fact, if you're just balanced, you will tend to be relaxed anyway. Mm. Not that everybody is like that. I mean, I've met plenty of people who have perfect posture sure. who are stiff as boards. Sure. Yeah. Know, and, and their perfect posture is because they're stiff as boards. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that there's one, you know, ideally sort of equals another. Yeah, my, my wife talked about she used to be uh, in ballet, right? And yeah. she talked about and um, one of her friends was on the tube in London and saw Darcy Bustle, the prima ballerina from the you know Royal Opera, Royal Ballet in London. And she was on the on the uh, tube and the, she was like rejoicing. She was like, I saw Darcy Bustle and she was all slumped over. It was hor- her posture was horrible. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah. like when she checks out for the day, yeah. she's like, oh, look at this. She right, just right. slumps <laughs> into a heap. So yeah, so I thought it was right. kind of funny. So yeah, and that's a good point. You know, it's like, are you only on when you're on? Yeah. You know, and if you're, like one of the things I noticed about Vladimir is like driving to the school with him. I mean, he will pray mm. when he gets in the car. Mm. So he'll set his mind into the task yeah. ahead. Mm. And uh, he will sit very well in the car. He puts his hands underneath the steering wheel. Yeah. He drives and gets out the car exactly the same way as he's going to teach the class. And right. Yeah. And everything else. So um, I don't really think of posture anymore. I think more in terms of poise. Yeah. Because poise is more of a psychological state that's translating into posture. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, and it's a two way street. You know, the more you posture yourself correctly, the more poised you are. And the more poised you are in your mind, the more you're going to yeah. work in posture. Yeah. But, I mean, tension is the real question. Hmm. You know, because again, you can be poised and stiff as a board. And, sure, but I'm not sure you really can be though. Yeah, that's. I think that's it. I think it's a great. We've used that word before, and yeah. I really like it because poise suggests not just structured, but ready to move. Yeah, right. Poise is just like yeah. like yeah. a tiger that's ready exactly. to spring or something. Exactly. You know, whereas ten, like structure or just posture on its own can just be like standing in a military yeah. lineup. You know, exactly. and exactly. it doesn't. Yeah, you're not. And Vlad talks about that as well. He's like some people's like you have to be ready to move. Your whole body has to be ready at all times, and that's poise, right? That's well, to me, you know, when you talk about poise and relaxation, I mean, relaxation to me means switch on or switch off yeah and most people think of relaxation as a switched off state where you're like relaxed yeah. you know? mm. but it but, but that type of relaxation means you've actually not given up to a higher power you're just given up to a, another level of attention mm-hmm. because you're watching something or you're reading something or you're doing something that doesn't require internal attention yeah and posture and poise really to me speaks more of like like your sort of, you know, your interception, your your, yeah. your internal attention, sure, um, which then in, will translate into your external attention. Yeah, you know. gotcha. So, um, so what did you take from yesterday, Lance? Uh, top that. We <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean just in terms of looking at structure and stuff. Even as an engineer, you must yeah. you look at structure and efficiency in a different way, right? Was, was there anything that jumped out at you, you yesterday? That um, some phrase that Vlad used or something that just kind of changed the way you thought about things? Um, the thing that struck me yesterday was mostly about his movement, and I guess efficiency would be a good way to approach that. It's that. Um, we tend to work in Sistema, there's two, I would call it broad categories of movement. There's this, yeah. this sort of movement that he was mostly doing yesterday with the whole body, you just sort of float, right? Everything is a piece. Yeah. Um, but then there's also the stuff that a lot of, I think a lot of people see, which is the, 
the, the large movements and the loose joints and the relaxation, right? Every every little bit does every little thing that it wants. And yeah. like Martin's foot kicking somebody and Martin like, oh, that's just my foot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it just does what it does. Yeah. Um, and it struck me yesterday watching him move in his discussion about how to move and not, like as you said, putting, you know, like your chest or your feet or your head or, you know, let yourself get ahead of yourself. Sure. And uh, take you out of your structure. How much... Sm- that small movement mm. is just buried deeply internally in those larger full body movements because mm. moving as a as a unit as he was talking about yesterday didn't restrict him in any way shape or form yeah right all of those other movements are still in there you just can't see them yeah. he's just much more efficient about it he's taken all of those big movements and he's condensed condensed them down to their Hmm. Their their barest essence, so he only uses what he needs to use when he needs to use it, and yeah. it looks like he's not really doing much. But there's a lot of there's a lot more going on in that one piece, as he was talking about, that hmm. it's just hard to see and hard to recognize yeah. when it happens. Which is advantageous to him when you're yes, <laughs> yes. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, things happen around him that you have no idea, yeah, or even possible until they happen, right. Yeah, I remember watching him once. This was at a camp many years ago, and um, the thing about Vladimir's movement is that it always seems to be exactly what it needs to be, exactly what it needs to be. That, mm. and I remember watching him do a demo with two or three people with knives and shovels, and they came at him, and he was moving. And there was a point where I thought somebody was going to collect him with a shovel. Yeah, like no, that's not. And he did this movement like a full body wave with a spin and a turn, and the guy ended up looking looking up at him from the ground. And there was a collective gasp from 200 people who all went, ah. <laughs> Until I saw that movement, I didn't know that movement was possible. And then right. after I saw that movement, I realized that was the only possible movement that could exist in that moment. Hmm. And he managed to find it. <laughs> it was yeah. just there. Just pure freedom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't uh, like he's still, and then he's not still, and he, it's. But it's not. Uh, it's not exaggerated. It's not a stance. It's not a position. It's not sure. a technique. It's just a movement in a moment that is exactly right for that moment. Yeah, yeah. One thing that grabbed out me yesterday was he was talking about how when your posture is, you know, when you're properly postured, um, you have a clear sense of self right your identity like you know where you are you know who you are you know what's going on and as soon as soon as you break that posture in somebody else even when it's a small push of the hip or something they start to lose themselves right they they, they lose their sense almost even of identity and then that becomes easier to work with them and, and martin you've talked about this in different contexts before you know like moving into the spaces they didn't know were there and then you kind of keep them there right you're really good at juggling somebody so <laughs> after the first strike or the first push they they have no idea what's happening for about the next five seconds right until they're on the floor and i thought that was really interesting but on the flip side of it there's also this idea that um when you're trying to move as one whole piece if you're not careful you can get too attached to yourself i think and i think i was suffering from this yesterday when we were working together and we just had to keep the chest and the knees in one piece and avoid a push and move with it you pointed out that i was just pivoting on as you put it pivoting on one hip and then you showed me what you were doing and i just three four times i still couldn't see or feel the difference and until you kind of did something else to make me go faster and then you're like there it is um so do you think there's a there's a danger sometimes in when you start to think about my posture has to be perfect and i'm going to move that perfect posture around this is me that you can get too attached to that and then you, you won't allow yourself to break 
any any form within yourself you know like inside like, I mean hmm. any form of training like this tends towards fanaticism for any hmm. idea that you have yeah because it's become such a revelation when you get the because you're not learning techniques yeah you know that when you get an idea of, to see how Vladimir moves or Michael hmm. moves or something you're like oh that's it yeah <laughs> that's, the thing. That's, that's the thing that's the secret source yeah. 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 <clears throat> and yeah. so you tend to become a bit a little bit fanatical within yourself without intentionally being, yeah. it's not an intentional thing it's just you start to really believe yeah. in something mm. and uh, and so you you do it until it becomes redundant or it breaks you mm. you know and after it you know redundancy and breaking in a martial art is pretty bad usually timed about the same time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> so, the hard lessons yeah, yeah. and uh and after a while, you figure out, well, that's not quite. I'm on the path, but it's it's you know you got to you got to pull back from. Um, you see, the problem with having an idea about something in movement is it tends to translate into tension, mm-hmm. and you have to pull back into checking your relaxation within within the movement to to remove the tension idea. The idea itself causes you to reform and out of that reforming mm. generally tension comes yeah and so then it takes a lot of work to keep that structure but release the tension yeah and that's I mean what we what you were working on yesterday and what I was trying to show you was how you, sure. you had a very good posture you were yeah. working posturally correct but it wasn't yeah. poise Sure, it wasn't ready to move. It wasn't ready to move. If if a knife had come at your hip at that point, you could have spun off the punch, but the hip is never going to be able to get out of the way of the blade, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's just a... Yeah. Not never, you know. know, Sure. But you're just making... It's just make... And for myself as well, that's what I do. I just try and... I mean, the hardest thing you're doing with any of this is to see the things you can't see. Yeah. You know? Different. Yeah. (laughs) Like, tensions... Yeah. Especially unconscious tension, or, sure, yeah, you know, unrecognized tension. It, it, it literally means you can't see it for yourself. You, you yeah. need somebody else, and that's why you train together with sure. all sorts of people because they point things out to you. They're like, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're literally sort of the pointing system for your, yeah, they're your external consciousness, sure, yeah, and yeah, showing you where you're unconscious, you yeah, know? definitely, yeah. And this is obviously <clears> something <throat> you're exploring in your uh, upcoming master classes, right? This idea of ideation and how it creates structure and form and exactly. the relationship between the two. So, um, so we got ours in uh, in October down in North Carolina. But yeah. um, you, you have one in Iowa too, right? Don't we have two uh, day as a well? two day course on yeah. uh, striking a knife, I think. Yep, I think so. Or whatever you, whatever, <laughs> nice whatever we come up with. Obviously, my master class in, in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. That's it. So that's first week in October. That's the first week in what first week? Yeah, third, third through six. Third and through six. Your one is tenth through thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. And then, uh, then I've added a couple actually seminars this year as well. I got the Hong Kong for the first time in yeah uh, December, November, end of November, December. Awesome. And. Uh, so France next week, if eight day clause, anybody's out in France wants to come. That'd be amazing. Eight um, days. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first time I've done one for that length, so I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. And then a four day masterclass in Frankfurt after that. And cool. I'll be in Devon, Amsterdam and Portugal first time this year. Right. And uh, and then in the US also Phoenix, Iowa and uh, New Hampshire. Cool. Um, Did you add one for New York? Is there 
next year. Um, when's the Iowa one, Lance? When the uh, November. It's the third weekend in November. It's just before Thanksgiving. Cool. And how do folks find you or sign up for that seminar on, on the web? What's your uh, What's your handle? Um, now you can find me on Facebook. The event page is not active yet. Okay. It will be this week. Um, there is a, uh, a web page that my server broke, so i got to get that fixed too, but it's <laughs> iowasystema.com. Okay. <laughs> you can find me through iowasystema.com. By, by the time this goes out, it'll be fixed. You're yeah, an engineer. Fixed, fixed, right. Right. So. <laughs> Technology. If you visibly see me slapping my forehead at the moment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I was going to get put on the spot. <laughs> Technology is my uh, is, is my business and my vein. It's <laughs> my, yeah, yeah. another use for Sistema and breathwork. Yes. Controlling the rage. Nice. Well, thanks very much, lads. And we're headed off for day two Thank now. You. Hopefully, some tea. Oh, yeah. See you again soon. Thank yeah, you. Right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Sistema, please visit us online at www.ncsistema.com.